All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Newbie Photographer Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and uh, welcome in this hump day, this Wednesday. If you're with us live today or you're watching the live stream, we are doing this on a Wednesday. I hope your week is going so, uh, so well, <laughs> so far. <laughs> and uh, we're going to make it a little bit better here in just a second. I'm going to introduce a brand new guest. Before I do, just a couple of quick reminders. If you are live streaming with us today, don't be shy. Jump in, ask questions, comment, get involved in the conversation. It's one of the, certainly the benefits of a live stream is to get an opportunity to interact with our guests. But then for those of you that are watching this or listening to it after the fact, go find us on Newbie, N-O-O-B-I-E podcast on Instagram. Follow us. And keep up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule. Come be part of the live stream and the live session so that you can get involved in these conversations. Would really love more involvement. And I look forward to seeing you there or here uh, at that point. And then one last note too, I just wanna mention, for those of you that aren't aware, we have a newbie conference, newbie photographer conference coming up um, on January 10th and 11th, 2023 here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. If you have not registered yet, that registration deadline's coming up on December 1st. So make sure that you go to N-O-O-B-I-E, newbieconference.com and get registered and uh, come join us for a really, really great educational experience. All right. On that note, I want to introduce a brand new guest to the Newbie Photographer Podcast. Speaking of educational experience, David Molnar is here. David, thanks for being willing to do this show today. I know you've got a lot going on these days, but uh, I appreciate your involvement here. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. That Newbie Photography Conference sounds really awesome. Like it's going to help a lot of people. I, I hope so, I, and and I certainly think so from my end. We're we're trying to put something on that's a little bit unusual to the industry and the the approach to the educational process, and mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to bring that to the conference. And and again, for those of you listening in, don't be shy. Go check it out, newbieconference.com. You can get more details there. Uh, David, we've been doing a series here on the podcast called "I Wish I Knew," and essentially what I'm Ooh. doing is just asking experienced, established photographers to come on the show and share a big idea or principle that they wish they had realized or knew more about when they first got started. And I wonder what that big idea might be for you. You know, I, um, yeah, that, that's a great question. And there's, there's a lot of things that I wish I knew when I was starting out. Um, I started listening to around 21 years old, uh, like two or three years ago for me. Um, I, uh, I started my photography professional career, or I attempted to, I should say. And I was listening to like Earl Nightingale, uh, his, his like talk on the strangest secret. And I was reading Napoleon Hill and all of these, you know, mentors that I was listening to and reading, um, at the time were essentially saying, if you want to be great at something, you know, like if you want to pursue, uh, like if you want to achieve great results, you know, then you need to go 190% all in. And mm. they said it much more eloquently than that, but okay. they, they were essentially conveying that you need to go 190% all in and give it everything you've got, um, and have a definiteness of purpose, you know? And so at the time I was trying to figure out, I'm listening to these, you know, wise, brilliant, successful, you know, mentors of mine. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, so whatever type of photography that I decide to pursue, I need to be all in for the rest of my life. That's what I was thinking at the time, mm. because that's what, that's what these books and that's what these you know, wise people were saying. And I think that's a really important and a really valuable um, 
you know, lesson to learn that you need to go all in and really pour everything you possibly have and don't half a something, you know, like don't step in, like don't step your toes in lightly. You really do kind of have to burn the ships and really go all in in order for people to think, um, to, to essentially want to hitch your wagons to you. But there was a really interesting thing that I learned and I'm going to get a little bit, um, spiritual. I'm a believer. And sure. so there's a little, there, there was a moment, hopefully this is okay. And if it's not okay, then forget you guys. No, <laughs> no um, absolutely. But, Go for it. Yeah. But there was this moment where I was, um, I was engaged to be married and I told my fiance at the time, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take the rest of the money I have in savings and I'm going to spend it on this two month road trip and I'm going to drive around Mexico. Don't worry. The drug cartel isn't super active right now. (laughs) And like, I'm going to blow the rest of my savings, spend a bunch of money on the credit card and camp on the beach every day, spearfish for dinner and surf as much as possible on this two month trip while you work and plan the rest of the wedding. Is that cool fiance? And I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea how Tammy, my wife stayed, ended up, you know, my then fiance ended up staying with me. But on this trip, I had a freak out moment, Nathan. I had this moment where, you know, like I said, I'm listening to these mentors that say you need to have a definiteness of purpose. You know, like you need to go 190% all in. And I agree with that. But there was this moment where I am wrestling with God. Like I said, I'm a believer. And, um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like praying slash yelling like on the beach <laughs> somewhere, somewhere a couple thousand miles or a thousand miles south in Mexico. Sure. And I'm like, how the heck am I going to support my growing family? You know, my you know, fiance, soon to be wife. How am I going to support her? Because I don't have a real job. I want to be a photographer, but I don't know what to do next. And here's the thing. I wanted to be an album cover photographer. I wanted to photograph celebrities and do advertising campaigns and high-end studio photo shoots and all those things. And I, I'm wrestling with God on the beach, you know, mentally. And he told me, shoot weddings. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with weddings. I just had my heart set on something else. And I'm thinking at this moment, like, but I have to, I have, to have a definiteness of purpose. I have to go 190% all in in a specific direction. And my heart isn't in weddings. I want to shoot album covers. And what God told me on the beach that day was, yes, it is true that you need to go all in, that you need to have a definiteness of purpose and direction in your life if you want to be great. Because I, I felt like I had greatness, de- and that sounds pretentious, but I felt like I was destined for great things. My parents mm-hmm. told me I could be anything I wanted to be when I grew up, and I believed them, naively mm-hmm. or wisely, I don't know. <laughs> and, what God, and, and what God told me uh, on the beach that day and this is like the clearest I've ever heard him. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was clear inside. He said, yes, it's true. You need to have a definiteness of purpose and give it 190%. But what you didn't hear from those wise mentors, what you haven't understood yet is that you can do some of this. You can give 190% in a season of your life and then pivot your direction. He told me, I want you to give me five years and give it everything you've got and shoot weddings and I will fulfill, I will fulfill dreams and desires you don't even know you have. And, I, and he's like, and then after that five years, you can pivot towards the next direction that you want to pursue. Hmm. 
Okay. And so, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to jump in. I'm, I'm thinking about, because you're right about the importance of clarity, but you're also right, and in, in, in I think you're essentially alluding to this, but a lot of photographers, I think, deal with that kind of deer in the headlights. Oh, shoot, I realize I need to have clarity. I need to establish some type of direction. But then there's also that sense of overwhelm, which is how do I pick that direction? Yeah. And is it a viable career path? I was right. at the precipice of, I have to support my family. Getting a real job wasn't, wasn't an option for me. Like I just couldn't stomach yeah. that idea, yeah. you know? Yeah. So at that point, then you, you said, okay, fine. Wedding photography it is. I'm going to make this move. I'm going to pick a direction. And that seems to be the right direction to go at this point. And this was how many years ago again? This was like 17 years ago. Okay. So that's yeah. a pretty big leap to make when you had internally anyway, set kind of in your mind that, Hey, you know what? I want to be an, an album cover photographer, which is very, very specific, mm -hmm. very niche. And it's a tough part of the industry to get into as well. That's right. Yeah. And yet you get this message. Okay. You know what? Wedding photography actually is the direction I need to start in. So where mm -hmm. did you go from that point? Because I can imagine maybe there was some sense of reassurance that you're getting this message that this is the way you should go, but yet some question marks left in your mind as well. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about like, you know, newbie photographers maybe have this deer in the headlights of, I don't know which path I should pursue. Um, and there are different viable, there, there are more viable career paths than others, you know, like, so for instance, wedding photography is a more viable uh, career path to make good money in just because there is a market for it. You know, um, family portraiture is another really viable career path, real estate photography, et cetera. Right. But, um, you know, album cover photographer, I would photography, I would learn later is a very niche thing and a hard path to pursue and make a living at. You right. Know? But when, when, when God said that, give me five years and I'll fulfill dreams that you don't even know that you have. Um, like he, he actually really did show up. We ended up, you know, booking a wedding with a friend, like certainly after that, and then booked eight more weddings that year. I poured my heart into it. I had like tear sheets of magazines and I'm like holding them up and like, and be like, no, 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 pose this way at that first <laughs> wedding. I poured everything into it. Yeah. And then by the next year, by that second year, we booked, I think 20 something weddings and we're making six figures. Like it was, it was mind blowing. Like when I put 190% effort into the direction in a viable career path, you know, how rewarding it was the, the, I think the following summer I was shooting weddings in Greece. The year after that was like Switzerland. And of course we were all over the United States traveling as a destination wedding and uh, husband and wife wedding photography team. But what was interesting is that five years later, um, my wife transitioned out of her day job and was joining me full time. And we were taking this sabbatical in Hawaii and, uh, which was an amazing, like two month winter off in Hawaii. And there was this moment where I realized, holy crap, it's been five years to the month that God told me to shoot weddings. And I felt this like release in my soul of saying like, Hey, you've been faithful. And you know, we paid off all of our debt and like, it was just, it was a wonderful, um, it was a, it was a wonderful blessing. We got to travel, got to have fun, you know, built my photography equipment, built my experience, built our connections, paid off debt and like was able to have my wife transition out of her day job. Um, and then on this sabbatical, this two month sabbatical, you know, God was like, now you can pursue, pursue your dream of shooting album covers. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, it, it was pretty incredible. And then, you know, the, it's a whole other story, but my, my, 
um, you know, my career as an album cover photographer um, really took off. And, it, you know, I saw my original dream, you know, really come to fruition. So what was interesting here, though, is that, like, if I had tried to jump straight into the album cover photography niche in Nashville, I would have gotten eaten alive. Mm. I didn't have the experience, the equipment, the connections, um, you know, the wisdom to pursue that pretty intense industry. Um, and I, I would have just, I, I believe I would have failed and not achieved that dream had I just tried to go straight for that niche that was hard to make a living in. So would you say, I, and, and I appreciate you also sharing to your perspective coming from a place of faith, but of course not everybody listening in or watching is necessarily gonna be able to relate to that. There, yeah, there, there is one kind of big idea though that is I think relevant to everyone, which is the notion of taking a step um, some type of step, right? It, it, that, and that's, yeah. that's the thing here is there is that deer in the headlights experience of, oh shoot, okay, I, I need to make a move, but I don't know which one is the quote unquote right move to make here. And you had some, some sense of direction that you were able to take a step in a direction of, but what, what does the, the photographer who literally has no point of reference, maybe they have a big dream, like you, like you talked yeah. about with the album cover photography, but they don't know what that first step even looks like. Practically speaking, how do they, how did they make a move, even that take that first step? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And there, there is in, you know, there's, there's some big picture ways to try to hone in on what you should do as a photographer. Um, but there's this analogy that I like to tell, and it, it, you know, it relates to a plane. Like if a plane is gonna fly from New York to LA, you know, then rarely is the runway actually pointing at the West Coast, or specifically at Los Angeles, okay? The plane has to actually take off, gain that momentum, get that airspeed, gain enough altitude experience, right? And then pivot its direction to aim towards its ultimate destination, which is Los Angeles, mm. okay? There is a lot to unpack there, but as, as a photographer, a lot of times as a newbie photographer, you don't know what you want to shoot. You know, I was fortunate that I knew that I wanted to shoot album covers, okay? But like a lot of people are like, I don't know, I like shooting landscapes and I like shooting birds and I like shooting, um, you know, senior portraits, you know, and they're, they're not really sure and they're kind of all over the place. And like, maybe I could shoot, you know, motocross and you know, they, they don't necessarily know. What I would suggest is dive in, go to this newbie photography conference, because that sounds amazing. Learn the foundations of photography, dive in and start you know, getting momentum and airspeed and actually taking off, okay? And once you gain that experience, once you gain that foundational, once you start gaining that confidence that you can take amazing, you know, images, then you can start pivoting, right, your direction and try to aim for the ultimate destination that you want to go. So mm. don't get so hold up, like held up on like, oh my gosh, I have to learn how to shoot you know, high-end fashion portraits right away. Like, no, actually, you actually just need to learn how to control your camera first and learn how to shoot in manual mode and maybe learn some lighting techniques before you worry about, you know, shooting fashion models on the runway in New York and how to get booked and how to, you know, build your business and all those things. Like, take that first step, okay? Which is essentially like, get the plane on the runway and start, start doing what you can to gain momentum. You can pivot later. 
That's the beauty of photography is the experience that you have gained over time. Mm. Um, and the, the wisdom, the equipment, the connections, they will pay dividends later, even if you switch career paths. What I'm not saying is switch career paths every like couple minutes, you know, um, but start gaining that momentum and, uh, and that experience. And you can always pivot your direction later. I like that a lot. I like that a lot better than the analogy that I tend to go to, which is the like jump and then build your wings on the way down because that, yeah. that particular analogy involves crashing if you don't get those wings built. <laughs> so yeah. I, like this, I like this kind of direction for the conversation a little bit better. And it kind of takes me to, uh, it's a phrase that I, I use quite a bit engaging with photographers, which is a big picture view. As, so we're using this, this airplane analogy. As we take off and we begin to gain altitude, as you described, it enables right. us to be able, it enables us to develop a perspective, which is a bit unique, right? We're able to see the landscape at large, as opposed to just being stuck on that runway, trying to figure out how to take off. And at that yeah. point, it allows us to develop perspective, to make intelligent decisions, particularly within the marketplace, based on market behavior, about which direction to go. And I, I'm curious to ask you this here before we finish up about that, just that, because a lot of photographers, I don't know, they, they create this sense of this, this magical, mystical experience around the idea of choosing the photography or the direction they're gonna go with their photography business. I tend to look at it a little bit more pragmatically, um, just simply looking at opportunity in the market and making a decision based on that coupled with my financial goals. I know that's a bit pragmatic and maybe simplistic for a lot of photographers who are looking at this from, the, from an artist perspective, but where do you think the balance is between those two things? I think um, that's a that's a great question. I I think that um, you have to be a little bit pragmatic about it. A lot of artists and photographers have their heads in the clouds a little bit, and I kind of skew both lines. I can be I can go very artsy, and I can also go very business and spreadsheets. I kind of can straddle both. But from a pragmatic, practical standpoint, there are more viable career paths than others, okay? Being a landscape photographer, as fun as it sounds, I only know a few successful ones that actually make a six-figure full-time living from it. It's a really hard niche career path that is tricky to make a full-time living. I know a crap ton of successful wedding photographers. I know a bunch of successful real estate photographers. I know a bunch of successful uh, family portrait photographers. On 30A in Florida, Panhandle, where I live, I mean, these photographers are making, you know, thousand to $3,000 for the 30 minute sunset portrait session that they do each night. Wow. I mean, there are more viable career paths to make a full-time living than trying to just shoot birds and selling your bird pictures, uh, you mm. know, at the craft fair on the weekends. Like there are ways that you can be more practical and intentional on making a full-time living and providing for your family. Also, it's okay to make money from photography and provide for your family. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be just art, but right. if, it, if, you know, like if it's a, you know, a lot of photographers and myself included have used photography as a form of therapy in a form of like just for me and my, for my artistic pleasure. And that's fine too. You know, like your motivations may vary, but from a very practical, pragmatic um, standpoint, do you want to shoot people or do you want to shoot things? Okay. And then like, that's two, you know, two real big, easy questions you can answer. Like, do I hate people or do I like people? Like, no, but I mean, in all seriousness, like, do you want to shoot people or do you not? You know, mm -hmm. because if you don't like and then the second question is, do I want to make money or not? And the third question is, how much money do I want to make if I do? 
want to make money. And so a simple illustration would be like, okay, I don't want to shoot people. There's a lot of people that fall in that category. I don't want to shoot portraits. It's not my thing. I just like shooting landscapes. Okay, but do you want to make money? And they're like, yes. Okay, take your passion for landscape photography and, you know, like, you know, exposing the skies perfectly and creating that drama and translate it into, for example, real estate photography. Mm. That is not shooting people, it's shooting things. Mm -hmm. And you're taking the same skill set that you would use for landscapes and craft beautiful scenery and use it in real estate photography. You know, if you love shooting birds and wildlife and, you know, things like that, you love, you know, still like essentially still life or whatever, you might be able to, um, this is kind of a stretch, but you might be able to pivot, you know, your love for that uh, non-people photography towards something like photographing food, you know, for restaurants and mm. magazines and influencers on, you know, Instagram or, you know, shooting product photography. There's tons and tons of businesses that need that actually need or are willing to pay for that sort of content. So it's asking, do I want to shoot people? Do I want to shoot things? Do I want to make money? Do I not want to make money? And then finally, how much money do I want to make if I did want to make money? And that can help point you towards a viable career path. And I'm sure you guys can give more advice at your newbie photography concert on that. Uh, conference. Sorry, not concert. <laughs> we, can, we can make it a concert too. Yeah. No, but I, I yeah. like that. I like that because I think a lot of times, especially new photographers, they it's it's easy to get on Instagram and scroll and be like, oh, I love this. I want to do that. I want to. But when it comes to actually, you know, putting the pedal to the metal, actually getting started, right? It, I, I understandably it can be difficult to pick an individual direction. So I, I love these practical, very pragmatic suggestions that you've made. Will help, I think, kind of narrow the focus down to the photographer. And then at some point, to your original story. You got to make that decision. You got to make a move in a particular direction. The cool thing is, it'll enable you to, to develop a skill set which you could potentially leverage doing something else down the road. The key is is ultimately taking that leap, getting started. That's right. 100%. Absolutely. I, I, well, I love that. And I love this very simple and yet practical advice for new photographers. And David, before we go here real quick, I just want to give you an opportunity to share a bit of what it is that you do. I, we kind of should have started this way, I guess, in the traditional format, doing an introduction, but <laughs> share a little bit no about worries. your brand and ultimately the education, the mentorship that you offer through your community, if you will. Yeah, um, I, uh, you know, I, I position myself as David Molnar, your photography mentor, because I love helping people, you know, pursue their photography dreams. And most recently, I wrote a book um, that I'm really, really proud of called Learning to See. Um, and th in this book, the subtitle is A Photographer's Guide from Zero to Your First Paid Gigs. But this book is for anyone who's interested in photography, whether or not they want to pursue it for passion or for profit. And a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in this podcast episode, I kind of walk through practically how to pursue the, you know, the photography dream that you have, whether it is for making money or just for the passion and for the love of it. So you can check out that book, Learning to See, everywhere books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, anywhere, and then you can find out more, you know, about it. Yeah, and, and I'll say as I pull this up on screen here too, and it, we'll link to this in the show notes for everybody listening in at newbiepodcast.com, uh, the, the link to the Amazon uh, or, or to the book on Amazon, I should say. I had the opportunity, David sent me a copy and I had the opportunity to, to go through the book. And, and I, I told David this on the phone the other day, just so nobody thinks I'm blowing smoke here, but I really love <laughs> the, the layout, the simplicity and the layout and design of the book. It's it honestly, and, and I said this to David as well, it's surprising in 2022 to think about learning photography through a book, but this was actually quite refreshing as I go through it. A lot of times, David, and you've probably seen this being in education as well, 
things that the information being presented is being presented in a way that's so busy that it's distracting. I, I mean, a lot yeah. of conferences I go to, it's this way. A photographer gets up on stage, they throw these slides together that have paragraphs of text and too many images. And what do <laughs> photographers do? They've got their phone out. They're just taking a picture because they can't take it in all at once. It's just, it's not yeah. a great educational experience. The way that your book is laid out is, is it's designed in such a way that it's very easy to, to look at the information being presented, both the combination of the picture and the technical information, kind of put two and two together and, and easily make sense of it versus some of these kind of confusing, convoluted educational experiences out there. So props yeah. to you for that. And, and again, I, I know I already said that to you, but for everybody listening and watching, um, we will link to this book because it is one that I recommend. And then the other thing too, and I'll just pull this up real quick, David, um, mentioning your, your website, David Molnar, D-A-V-I-D-M-O-L, nar.com uh, on screen here for everybody listening in you can learn more about david's brand and uh, the community the education that he offers uh, through that brand as well we'll link to this of course in the show notes at uh, newbiepodcast.com david thank you for making time i know it's a quick short episode but you brought a lot yeah. of practical kind of helpful applicable information for new photographers i appreciate that and uh, thanks everybody for listening in for watching as well have an absolutely lovely day thanks so much for having me on